0: special edition. Donnie, welcome to a special edition of the Giddy Up podcast where we've got a very special guest today. JT, every
1: time you say special edition, you say it and it and it just gets me intrigued. But today you've got that little twinkle in your eye, mate. So mm. that's what re- why I'm really intrigued. And another thing that I, I have zero run sheet. I have no idea who our special guest is. You've told me nothing, mate. So
0: give it to me. Who that's, we got? Well, that sounds like pretty much our usual show. So, um, But <laughs> on this special edition, I, I, I'm very, very excited. I say that about all our guests, but I'm probably a little bit extra, more excited for this one because it's my beautiful other half. Uh, whoa um, i know you're very,
1: trusting me to be in this same interview jt yeah, I,
0: I know this is what's scaring me Excellent. and particularly with no agenda so um but we're very very excited to uh to be introducing and uh, nat nissen who's going to be joining us each week on the show for health tips but you know what enough about us i think it's time to introduce our wonderful guest let's get it on <laughs> just like that bang <laughs> bang modern technology isn't this awesome
2: Thanks for
0: having me. I know. We're super, uh, super excited. That's an understatement, right? Because I have to say that because you're my beautiful girlfriend. But I am truly excited. We've um, we've been talking about this for a little while because one of the things that you bring to the table is some blunt honesty around health. And we're going to dive into that on this segment. Uh, and I know Donnie... JT, do I need to stop now? Because <laughs> oh,
1: like, I did all my healthy stuff years ago. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah I know. It's, well, this is the they problem, Dan. No, this Don.
1: worries me about this. You thought you were <laughs> right, what healthy. What
0: do you got? You're about to learn that you maybe weren't as healthy as you thought. Don't let oh, me have half a
2: hour with you and change your
1: life. Dan, uh, you've got to – this – I'm telling you now, I, I have this take that I'm pissed off with, with the universe that you bust your ass and you get an amazing good rig and you get in great shape, but then you stop doing anything for a couple of weeks and – you're not in credit. It doesn't go in your favour. So I've said stuff At my healthy days are over. I'm just enjoying life. So you are up against it, mate. I will be your toughest critic. I'll also be open to anything you can persuade me. <laughs> so today I'm really intrigued to learn a lot more about you and more importantly why me in particular jt it's it's clear why he should be listening to you but why i and our other listeners should take note of what you've got to say because you're not just the pretty other half of jt you come with a shitload of credibility so let's open the batting with that first and um and just find out a little bit about you what you've been up to so can you just take us back to when when health and fitness popped into your world and why
2: so, it was. I've been in the industry for now, the health and fitness industries. Can I just say this is one of my rants?
0: Uh oh, you've started, started already, oh, Don. <laughs> oh, geez, I tell you what, this is it's the first the
2: minute. And everyone always puts them together. So, I just have to say that before I start this. But it was about 26, uh, seven years ago, I started in the fitness industry. And that was because I had a really uh, quite a serious car accident. And during the rehab um i was so enamored with the people who were able to help me and and get me back on the road and i thought well i, I that's what i want to do i want to i want to help people so i became a personal trainer and i specialized in rehab and went further in specializing into back injuries and helping people manage back pain and then i was in the fitness industry for um quite a few years and I got out and went into the corporate world for a few years, but still, on the weekends I kept my foot in the fitness industry. It's kind of it's kind of an industry that once you're in it, it you know, your blood's in it. It's it's not a job. I do a, a bit of that, Nat, of Nan.
1: I, yeah, I, I do that. I leave my foot in different places and just <laughs> put another. Anyway, back to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you you've always been around the uh, the fitness. You've been. Uh, helping people I haven't always
2: been fit so you know when I was younger I was out having fun with my mates and I I haven't you know it's not not like I was an athlete or um you know I was always into sports etc but I was also into having a lot of fun so I wasn't a um a super fit crazy industry fit person do do you know what I mean I was it, it was that specific time and place that caused me to get into the fitness industry because I thought I have to be helping people like this. Those people have helped me, specifically a lady that was a rehab nurse helped me get better and I thought this is what a job. Amazing. So I was in the fitness industry. I was told by a few people around me to get a real job. So I've had one the-
1: of those uh ones.
2: for for about four years and still was in the fitness industry part time, and I completely burnt out. And I, I mean, you know, in in hospital with pleurisy and pneumonia and fighting the doctors because I didn't want to go into hospital for a day. And, you know, I had to be in there for 10 days, 14 days as it ended up. Um, so when I got out of hospital, I didn't really learn anything. I went straight back to doing what I was doing and I ended up in hospital again, not that smart. So uh, after that, um, I got really, really sick, chronic fatigue. I had every symptom you can think of. And for about three and a half years, I went to hundreds, literally hundreds of specialists that would give me different medications that would tell me this, do different tests and absolutely nothing helped. I wasn't getting any better. Couldn't get my head off the pillow on the weekends. It was a real struggle just to exist. And then I actually, I actually remember driving down the freeway in Adelaide to a specialist appointment and a thought popped into my head and it just said, you're not meant to live like this. You're meant to be healthy and happy and have energy. And the further down I got to the specialist appointment, the thought kept getting stronger and stronger and i turned my car around i, I went home cancelled the specialist appointment and started looking for different options and i eventually found this amazing naturopath who got me on the road to recovery and then after it, it took a good year to get healthy after knocking myself around that much but after that again i thought well, i need to study and learn this because i need to i need to help people that's what i want to do so right on, so you And so you get experience,
1: right? So you get crook, and then it attracts you to getting better and helping others, which is part of I would suggest your DNA that you always want to help other people. So what? At what point do you call bullshit on, on specialists, on people that are – that? and I'm very mindful too that you are a trained person, so what you say, and, and it's a bit like a financial advisor that can't give individual advice, but I, I'm curious about somebody in the industry who questions their own industry, questions um, the stuff that – that they're being advised and, and because this is what it was, it was a shake-up for you to turn things around and, and explore things. So uh, do you still hear it today? Do you still hear advice that you scratch your head and go, hang on, what a, what's going on there? Because every second person's an influencer in our world today. If you, uh, you
2: know. About 20 times a day at least I would hear things that I call bullshit. And Right, and you've listened to a few of our podcasts, haven't you? I just rant and rant and rant. But it, it, it's it's a really good point, it, it's a really important point because, firstly, all medicine has a place. That's, that's really important to understand that most um, traditional medical practitioners do not disbelieve modern medicine. We believe that all medicine has a place. However, we believe that we must get to the underlying cause of what's going on instead of just treating the symptoms. So there's a point where you think I can't just keep taking medications and feeling crap. There's, there's got to be more than this I can't just exist. I have to thrive. So instead of surviving, if you want to thrive, you have to get to the underlying cause of what's going on and fix it at the root. You know, it's, it's kind of like the gardening analogy that I talk about. You know, you don't go and spray roundup on weeds and change the soil and expect them not to come back. You've got to prepare the soil underneath and change the environment so that the weeds get oh, growing.
1: This is a revelation <laughs> yeah.
0: because this my first yeah. one done.
2: <laughs>
1: Hang on a minute. I'm just writing this down. I get the feeling this is going to be a big interview for us. <laughs> now, okay, now, carry on.
2: You mentioned the influences. It's so important because, look, unlike the medical industry, it's um, not as regulated, but we still have qualifications. So, a lot of these influences and, and people that you see on TV that decide they want to do this or someone that's won a competition and now they're a coach, um, there are minimum qualifications that you need to look for when you look for a practitioner. And to have insurance and to be in the industry as a qualified practitioner, you must have certain standards and, and you must keep up those standards and, and that knowledge every year. We get audited. Every year, to make sure that we're keeping our, our knowledge up. So, it's very important that you look for a licensed and regulated um, practitioner, make sure they've got their insurance. So, there's a lot of people out there from multi level marketing companies to influencers to people who have gone on a diet and it's worked, who call themselves health coaches and give advice and they don't understand the basics of the body. So it's really important who you take your advice from because it's not a one size fits all approach. And we're certainly taking advice from the wrong people as far as influences go.
1: JT, one know, of two things, things, things is going to happen.
2: I mean they're healthy.
1: Right, okay. JT, just, just so we're on the same page here, brother. One of two things is going to happen. Our ratings are going to go through the roof or every listener we've ever had is going to shoot through because they're going to be on to us. Are you sure we want bloody Nant advising coming on doing a regular segment?
0: Mate, I, I think the stuff Nant says is bloody awesome. That's why uh, That's why she's my partner and uh, I can hear it all day and still learn a lot. One, Nant, one of the things that you, you said, um, I remember you said this a couple of months ago, you come out with Perlers all the time. Wish I could remember all of them because it gets me in trouble. Um, but I do remember um, you were telling me about the origins of um, – of medicine, and, and and it seems to be in this modern sort of times, and you sort of touched on it with that garden analogy, we're really good at treating the problem. Oh, just take a tablet, that'll fix it. You know, just put this cream on, that'll fix it. But it seems to be that we always continually aren't addressing the root cause underneath, and I guess that's sort of the area that you really try and specialise in.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting that um, over 100 years ago, traditional medicine obviously was what they were teaching at universities and a businessman um, who I won't name came into the universities and and worked out the pharmaceuticals were an emerging um, and very profitable business and said to the universities, I'll pay for your universities if you teach what we want you to teach. So that's how Western medicine was, was built. So. All those years ago, traditional medicine was being taught. Now, traditional medicine looks at, as you said, the underlying root cause. And it it really amazes me that we've been taught to look at our bodies as annoying when we have symptoms. You know, I, I get that when you've got a busy day and you get a headache, it's annoying. But if you're taking a Panadol every single day for a headache and you don't know why, that's a real problem because the the symptoms and signs and signals that our body gives us is the only way our body knows how to speak. That's how our body says, hey, something's wrong. It could be as easy as, you know, you're dehydrated and you need a bit more water. It could be a postural issue. You need a postural assessment. It could be that you need more muscles in your back and you actually need to exercise and move how the body was designed. Or, you know, there could be something else going on. So to, to suggest that I've got a headache, or I've got a stomach ache, and I'm just going to take this antacid and, and get rid of the symptom, all it does is it's like a best friend coming and knocking on your door and saying, I've got a problem and you shut the door in their face. And if you, if, if they really have, have an issue, instead of knocking on the door, they're gonna go around to the window and knock on the window and say, I need you to listen. And if you shut the window, they're gonna come through the roof. So if you squash one symptom, instead of listening to what the body's saying, it's going to turn up in another area three months, six months, a year later. So we have to be listening to what our bodies are saying and actually working with our bodies instead of being told, yeah, that's annoying, let's give you a tablet.
1: So, Nan, can the body heal itself? That's uh, the quick question. Yeah. Like, it, If we look after it, can it, uh, can it take care of us? Can we not have any symptoms?
2: We, we can see it in a second. If you cut yourself, in the if you went out to the garden and cut yourself, or you went I'm going to follow and-
1: some of your advice, not this big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't do this at home. <laughs> this is not a life hack, kids.
2: Exactly. If, if you, you would literally see that if you provided the right environment for that cut over the next week, it would heal. If you provided an environment for that cut that was dirty and um, stayed moist and it was not the right environment for healing, you might get a little infection. It might not heal that well. It might scar. The exact same thing is happening on the inside of our body. The body is designed to heal itself. We see it in, on multiple occasions continuously and I fail to understand why we can't connect what happens on the outside of our body with what can happen on the inside.
1: And what is it? Is it just because we've been brainwashed? Like, there's two that does this come down to the, the smartest of the society that we live in are the marketers, and because they've convinced us better than you know the doctors or the, the practitioners like you? Are the, are the influencers winning uh, in a war that is they probably shouldn't be?
2: I think absolutely you're right. Marketing is a massive issue, it's been a massive issue in the fitness industry since I've been in the fitness industry. Or the fallacies around fitness and you know what you need to do to to lose weight you know the scales for one example um bmi is is another example the fact that most doctors that i uh, work with deal with know personally get taught about eight to ten hours of nutrition during their entire degree so why are we listening to people who aren't experts at at what they do and the marketing's it's it's absolutely brilliant if i didn't know and hadn't studied what i'd studied i'd believe what everyone else believes it's absolutely brilliant out there i'd believe that a a coca day is okay or i'd believe that you know a bit of this is okay and it's it amazes me the marketing that's allowed to go on what
0: about the multivitamins and stuff, Nat? We see it at, um, you know, Chemist Warehouse. You just see the explosion of Chemist Warehouse right across the country. It's been a great success story from a retail perspective. Have um, you got
1: any shares in that,
0: Joe? Oh, I wish I bloody did, mate. Um, no. But, um, <laughs> but you know, people just go, oh, cool. You know, you go and look at a Chemist Warehouse and I reckon half the store is, is vitamins. Uh, and I see mm. people just spending countless amounts of money. But, I mean, are they just wasting their money or is the value...
2: Look, some, sometimes they are. There are some supplements that the quality is, is so dismal that it's not, I wouldn't be putting that in your body. However, I do believe in supplements and I think it's, it's really unbelievable now to think that we can get everything nowadays from food. So let's just pretend that we eat exactly the amount we should be every single day and our body's functioning perfectly, I don't know anyone that can get that amount of food and those kind of nutrients into their body every single day to deal with the stresses, lack of sleep, emotional, mental, physical, you know, all of that that goes on nowadays, that our body needs to recover overnight. So supplements are important, but they need to be targeted, they need to be right for you and they need to be really high quality. And you don't need many of them. It's rubbish that you need a lot of them, but you do need some supplements to help you because it's very difficult to get nutrition. As I said, even if you were to get all the right nutrition in, then you go and get super stressed, you lack sleep, you go and have a bender, gets rid of all the B vitamins in your gut. So, Donnie, just remember, you should possibly be taking a B vitamin if you...
1: Just writing more. this down, there Oh, this has started off strong, and the further we go, the more I'm just it's shaking right. my head and
2: going. We know for a fact that there are a lot of illnesses that are directly related to a, a lack of vitamins, very specific vitamins. You no, know, there, there so are. Then
1: I'm a massive believer of the placebo effect. I think the, the strongest thing we possess as humans is what goes on between our ears. And and so that said, I was once sponsored by a supplement company and I took everything they gave me and I dead set thought I'd rattle every time I hopped to the bloody bathroom. So I stopped taking as many things. And to be honest, I, I was purchasing the things that I, that I weren't sponsored by that actually made the difference. Like I think my body knows exactly. I, I take one thing that is for arthritis, and it's it's bloody amazing. The doctors have yeah. called me and said, "Well, I don't know how that works because there's no blood um, direct supply in your knee, so it's it doesn't make any sense that that." And I'm going, mate, I don't have the pain today, so I'm going to take that over your word. So, but that said, how how likely is it that somebody can just mentally think themselves into a better space so you talk about stress and and uh, i think most of those things are manageable with with a lot of good conversation good people around you like i, I i'm convinced that still the the marketing about like how does a, a an average punter who hasn't got your level of training walk into a uh, a chemist warehouse and pick up a bottle and go yeah that's good stuff or no that's bullshit like how would we have a clue
2: well something you said is really important that you know your body better than the doctors i I think that just to on that point we've been taught to listen to other people over ourselves with our body and that someone else would know what's better for us so it's really important what you said that you know what works for you and you know what your body's telling you. So that's a really important point. I'm very big on that.
1: Um, I'm um, just writing that down too now. That's a win. One, the- one <laughs> win for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, the other thing is it's it's really important to not get, get taken away with the marketing. You know, you'll see, you know, you watch maths and there's, five ads on every, a different supplement every ad you know this will help you're talking
1: to the wrong person when you say watch maths Mike. oh i'm not that's jt he's into that i'm still
2: i'm still deciding whether i should should do that but it's um you know you get an ad on a different supplement every time there's an add-on and it's got they're, they're very very clever because at that that demographic, there is going to be someone that's got an aching back, there there is going to be someone that's got a sore knee, there there is going to be someone that's got headaches all the time. So what you need to do is quite seriously go and speak to someone who's an expert in their field. You know, if I need help with my tax, I don't go and ask my mate next door. I, I go and I go to my accountant, who's an expert so just turning up to a chemist and grabbing stuff off the shelf because we've seen it on the tv i think is a really really bad idea i think you need to actually go and speak to people about your health because it is the most important thing if it's it's such it's one of those cliche things that i hate but if you haven't got your health you haven't got anything so you know if my next door neighbor's into cars and i want to buy a, a fancy car am, am i going to ask his opinion Yeah, I'll probably hear what he's got to say, but am I going to go to an actual expert that talks about everything they know about cars, everything I need to know about the car I want, or am I going to just go and talk to someone who likes to look at car magazines and is interested in cars? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're telling us that we're too lazy. We're not doing enough to help ourselves by talking to the right people to to search them up, do our own bit of research first, and then follow up with that person. So, great advice. I, I think that's uh, that's really really important to to remind ourselves sometimes. I mean, JT and I get on here every every week or so, and we have a chat about you know what's topical. We have a bit of fun and we keep it lighthearted. But at the end of the day, both of us have have got a you know real clear factor that. Like you said, our health has to be our number one priority. If it's not, we doesn't matter how bloody the money whisper is going and how our shares are going, we, if we're not going to be around to enjoy it or we can't look after our kids and family, then we're, we're bloody no good to anyone. So, yeah, spot on, mate.
2: Also, is it's it's been normalised to be hmm. unhealthy now. So if you work in an office, spouse, I'll just use an office as an example because it's, it's easy, but, you know, you can be with a group of friends or whatever it is. If you work in an office, it's very, very easy to go in there and, you know, oh, God, I'm tired today. And you'll get people say, yeah, so am I. And I've got a headache. i had a headache all weekend. Yes, yeah, same here. Oh, I've got tummy issues. Oh, so do I. And it, it becomes normal that everyone's got something and no one feels great. Everyone feels tired. People are depressed now. And so we normalise now that it's not just okay but, Everyone feels crap. That's not okay. That's not our natural state. Our natural state is to be healthy and happy and vital. It's not okay for us to be normalizing and for any medical professional to be saying, yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, you're, the, you're the fifth person I've given this prescription to today or just go take this. It, you know, I'm a bit worried about taking that at behind the chemist what you're giving. No, it's fine. I, I give it like 20 times a day. Why are we normalising feeling crap? Why are we normalising illness instead of saying, hey, let's, let's get healthy. That's normal. What can we do to help you? How can we support you?
1: Yeah, I like it, mate. I, I've been called, um, you know, odd for most of my life. So the fact that now you're saying happy is the normal we should aspire to, I'm feeling bloody fantastic about that because that's me every other day of the week. But I must admit, as we go to get older, I think it's an acceptance, and you're going to struggle to convince me otherwise on this one. Is that our bodies wear out? We we give them a fair flogging. Is it okay to accept that that thing? Look jt's neck like I, I don't know if he could have done much about then i'm just pulling this one out but could he is that avoidable if he stays home and never goes and plays footy and never does like if he wraps himself up in cotton wool and doesn't live then all this health is for what bloody purpose there's got to be some sort of balance surely there's a, oh, um, a level you say it's okay there's a
2: couple of things um look To get the most out of life and to go and play footy and to go and race cars and jump off cliffs and whatever you want to do you've got to be healthy in the first place Mm -hmm. and we all know that if you do have an injury the healthier and fitter you are the better you're going to recover now jt had an injury on field um it was an accident and that that happens and he was enough to be able to withstand that elite and- i'd like
0: to call it elite, yeah? elite.
1: <laughs> i like um, how you just sneak that in
0: <laughs> I, I keep dropping it in there and she's never going to give it to me yeah.
2: I think I just out for, I think- this is what i get all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my the, the G- giddy up podcast
1: is only elite so that's, that's it goes right. without saying jt the other thing is uh,
2: J- I've, I've ranted to jt about this Oh, have you, sweetie?
0: It, I hadn't noticed. It, it was
1: dark, <laughs> like me, natural until men turned up. Now have a look at that. Something's ever going on.
2: So it's, it's if we, we need to really look at health and fitness properly. So ageing, yes, of course we age. Are we ageing at the rate that I believe we should be? No. Are we giving our body too much hell without, without looking after it? Yes. Would we age better if we actually looked after ourselves? Yes. Does that mean that JT take out the accident? Does that mean that JT would have been less sore, had less injuries, possibly if he had stretched, warmed down, cooled down, looked after his inflammation in his body more than if he had? Absolutely. And we talk about. this Sorry, I think we just not.
0: we just lost you a little bit there, Nan. I didn't hear that last
2: bit. So, so She's harsh, Jade. he would he have less of a sore back? He actually did some rehab and some hamstring stretches. Well, it looks
0: like that's all we've got time for today. So I um, really want to thank Nan for uh, coming on board. And, um, no, in all seriousness, I, I know, um, yes, I do get in trouble for not doing a lot. And I must admit, prior to meeting Nan and Don will vouch for this, I, I used to think I was pretty healthy. I go, you know what, I, I, I don't really drink a lot. I've never smoked. I, you know, I eat relatively healthy food. I thought I, thought I was pretty healthy until – until Nat uh, uh, reminded me that perhaps I'm not as healthy as I thought, and my diet wasn't quite as good as I thought. But uh, you know what? I've been following her advice, and I do feel a truckload better. So there is some uh, there is some logic behind it. Now, Nat, I think what we've really been talking a lot about here is is around you know you're almost selling your naturopathy services, which is not something that you, you really do because your your philosophy really is around uh, the four pillars, uh, and, and I guess it's an opportunity for you to tell people around. Yeah, what your philosophy? i just stuff that whole wording up, but it's not just about taking the tablets or getting your diet right. If you want to be healthy, it's it's a number of things that are involved, and for you, that's the four pillars. Can you tell us a little bit about what they all are?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, as you said, taking the supplements. It's, you know, there's no it's no good putting some gold on some on some garbage. So if you're not looking at the root cause underneath, what's the point of going and spending money and putting supplements on and expecting them to do anything? So A lot of people will say they don't get results through supplements because they're not changing what's going on so you know you, you physically the four pillars are physical mental emotional and soulful so they're all interconnected but unless you've like a house on foundations if one of those pillars is is rotting or lower than the other you know, you're going to start getting cracks in the foundations. You're going to start getting cracks in the house. So we've got to make sure that the physical, mental, emotional and soulful sides are all really connected, really balanced and really stable and not all balanced at the same time. You know, everything ebbs and flows. But in general, we need to make sure that those four pillars are really stable within us and then we have optimal and quality health, which means that then you get to get up out of bed and actually feel good. Then you get to speak to your partner and realise that, hey, they've become really loving and and caring, their moods have gone and then we get to play with the kids after work and not be out of energy. Then we get to stop aching and uh, having headaches and having IBS and um, digestive issues because when we're not healthy in any way, you'll find that you react to life instead of responding to it we're reacting from a place of feeling really unwell and it's really difficult to come from a place of fatigue and be happy all the time and and enjoy life. So if you really want to enjoy your life, you have to have those four pillars and you have to be able to respond to life instead of reacting to what's happening to you.
1: Nat, I'm going to throw one at you. People often when I go and you know, I'd speak all around the country and whatever, and I'd say, oh, and I'd measure out, you know, 5.83 metres, this is my PB in long jump, right? And when you do that in a little room, 5.8 is usually from one side of the room to the other um, in a small room. And people go, oh, I wish I could do that. I always sort of just have a little thing and think, Fuck, I didn't just wake up and do it one day. I, buddy, every single day I turned up to train and 12 times a week in the lead-up to big events we were training. Can anybody do this? Do you? Do you seriously think that one of our problems with why we look at your four pillars and is it is it such a labor of love or is it too big a task for this instant mentality we live in today we want the change instantly if we don't get something in the first two or three weeks stuff there goes the the plan that we'd put in place are we too short-sighted to to make this work like what do we need to do to to really make it work for people
2: that's such a good question and yes I, I think we are a little bit short-sighted but we need to also understand that we've been taught that health is boring that to eat healthy means i'm going to be eating rabbit food um mm. we've been taught that um you know, also to look in the wrong direction so people will start at the gym traditionally over the last 26 years about 8 to 12 weeks and then people are out of the gym. It takes, about, it takes about 12 weeks to start seeing results. However, if you look in a different direction, as soon as you turn up to the gym and leave, you feel proud of yourself, you've got endorphins going, you've got more energy, you've got more oxygen f- f- flowing through your system. So if people actually just focused on the immediate, you can get immediate results if you're looking at the right thing. Yes, we're too focused on weight. We're too focused on what we look like in the mirror, but you can get immediate results and long-term results if you're just looking at it differently and educating each other, or if, if we educate people a little bit differently about what areas to look at and what health means. So again, the fitness industry and the health industry are very different industries, but yeah, we are, in answer to your question, we are too immediate in relation to how we look. You can feel better immediately doing any number of things. So it's really important that we start educating people about health Health. Health. Um, looking after ourselves is awesome. It makes us feel awesome. And it can make us feel awesome immediately. And it can make us feel awesome also in 12 weeks and six months when we achieve more of the physical results that we're after.
0: Now, one of the things we touched on when we just had a a brief session with you on our last episode and we were talking about weight loss because we know it's just such a big issue uh, for people. As a society, obesity is becoming the norm, uh, unfortunately, and you just have to walk through your local shopping centre to see it with your own eyes. Um, What do you think is the underlying cause of that and I guess how can people actually start to address it?
2: There are so many underlying causes to that.
1: You've just opened Pandora's box, JT. Brace yourself.
2: (laughs) It's, look, food is not the problem. Food is a symptom of the underlying problem. Food is never the problem. You don't have have an issue with food. You have an issue with not being able to deal with your emotions and you have an issue with um, not being able to get the four pillars in balance. You possibly have some, some physical imbalances. You know, there can be blood sugar disorders, etc., that make you crave food more. But it's very important that we understand that food is a symptom of the underlying cause. So if people actually started delving a bit deeper into themselves and taking responsibility for their health and stop, stop um, blaming everyone else and stop blaming the world and they can't do this and that, and actually say, okay, I need to fix this. What's the underlying cause of why I'm actually emotionally eating? What's the underlying cause of what's really going on with my stress? Um, we we would be really healthy. It's not just what if about I just like and- the
1: taste of shit that's bad for me though, Nick. Like I just like I, I actually really There's love no pies, lots of
2: food. pies. There, there are no good and bad foods. None.
1: That's it. Interview done. J T. Stop right <laughs> there.
2: Right. Cut. <laughs> there is tell me something how often do you eat completely mindlessly and how quickly are you eating and what else are you doing when you're eating
1: well oh, shit there's very big questions right there um i don't know that it's very uh, highly unlikely that it's mindlessly I, i'm always conscious about what's going in my gob uh what was the second question <laughs>
2: But being conscious that you're eating a bag of chips in front of the TV and then all of a sudden the chips are gone, that's mindless. I have to get
1: up and go and get another pack.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a great, that's an awesome idea. (laughs) So, what we want to do is actually there's no good and bad food, but I remember specifically working with a man and he said he said I could tell this story uh, because he thought it would help people. That he he really had an issue with going to his man cave at night and sitting down and having beer, having a bag of chips, and he just couldn't couldn't stop himself. It was his thing. It relaxed him. He had very stressful work. Came home, the kids were going, etc. And I said to him, I just I just want you to try for the first five minutes instead of turning the TV on when you have your beer. I want you to sit. And drink your beer completely mindfully you're aware that you're having your beer but i want you to be completely mindful i want you to enjoy every single mm. drop of that beer and he Was came it back yarra valley beer big beer
1: cat like,
2: yeah exactly get good beer and he came back and said nan i've got a problem i don't think i like beer
1: Shit, fellas, don't do what Nat just
2: (laughs) said. (laughs) So I shouldn't have used beer. So he also didn't enjoy those chips. So he was able to find something that was a really wonderful, healthy alternative for himself, and he actually went up in the beer department. He went and got a quality premium beer, and all he needed was one beer at night instead of five, and he needed a – a few little snacks that he really, really enjoyed. But he wasn't even enjoying what he was doing because he was doing it mindlessly. He was doing it as an escape. So what we needed to do was impact what he what you escaping from, what emotions do we need to deal with, what foods can we change. So instead of just looking at food as the problem, food is not the problem. Food is a symptom of the underlying cause.
1: See how she does that, JT? She starts with a problem then has us given up beer. <laughs> 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 we've, got, we've got issues with our guests. They're too they've outsmarted
0: us, mate. <laughs> it's, not, it's not hard to do. Let's be honest. <laughs>
2: um,
0: the bar's pretty low.
2: Mixed beer is good beer.
0: So, and I guess that gets back to the four pillars again, and that's why you're saying that they're all important. What's the underlying cause, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What's, how do you commercialise this um, for you? Because we're not flogging anything here on the show. You'll be on the show each week just to give people advice, and we're going to encourage people to send in some questions and you'll you'll help answer them. But how do you commercialise Easy, J. Teach your bloody invoices. What us. you do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oops. I, only, on. I, only JT, Don. Only JT.
1: Fair cool. Take it out of his hide.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, sorry, JT. Don has got me off track and I completely forgot how, the you, how do you make
0: money out of this now? What are you doing with yourself?
2: Okay. So mostly online programs now. So we used to do a lot of workshops and seminars. Um, used to go into a lot of corporate organisations helping them um because you know where do you help the most people where do most people go every day into an organization so it really helps both the organization and the the people um themselves to be able to be educated on this so because of COVID, um obviously everything's changed and we're doing a lot of online programs and a lot of um, webinars and workshops that way so So it's really easy to learn this stuff. It's really easy to learn how to understand your body. And that's, if anyone could take anything away from today, that would be that the skills that we need for health are to be able to understand what your body is telling you, when and why. That's what we need to be learning. So to take responsibility for our health, we need to be actually understanding what our body is telling us and how to react back to our body and speak with it like a best friend. So that's what's really important. And it's, it's not difficult to learn as long as you're learning it from someone who's educated.
0: Well, I can't think of anyone better than your lovely self. Um, you will have a pretty amazing website coming out. I here; it's being built by someone who's very talented. Um, That's a so word we, um, on the street, JT. <laughs> so we, we look forward to um, to releasing that website when it's uh, when it's ready and, and that'll tell people how to access your online programs and stuff. But for now, uh, you're just going to be a regular on the Giddy Up podcast uh, every week. So uh, as we said, uh, if you've got questions that you want to throw at nan um what you've hopefully realized over the last 40 minutes or so is that you're going to get a pretty straight answer and um that's the lovely uh thing that i my my favorite thing about nan is there's just no bullshit and uh she calls you on your bluff and you know we've all got excuses to why we're put on weight or why we don't go to bed early or why we look at our phones when we should be not looking at our phones before we go to bed all that sort of stuff um but i love the way you just cut through all that crap and just tell people what they need to hear
2: Thanks, JT. And can I just offer Don? Yes, mate. I would like to I would like to offer you five sessions with me.
1: Oh, I've just started my home brewing. I love doing it. <laughs> I, oh, no, I can you, see what's gonna happen.
2: You can and this is another fallacy, you can still be healthy and enjoy all the things that you love to do.
1: I'll take 10 sessions. You'll be <laughs> I,
2: will, I will teach you how to be healthy and still enjoy and love your life.
1: Oh, well, I, I already love life, life every day.
2: Well, awesome.
1: But I'm absolutely convinced. And I think this is, a, you know what, in in all seriousness, so I, I've been very mindful when I decided that I was going to have children with my beautiful first wife. It was always incumbent upon me to make sure that – i took my role as dad really serious and we stuff around we have a shitload of fun in our house and it's a noisy house it's a good house to be in but my role as dad it means more than anything that my kids aren't always going to listen to me but they're always going to watch me they're going to watch what i do and if i don't uh, look i get up every morning i go for a walk and it's you know at the very least that's what i can do for my body is to keep it moving Uh, and i know that when when I put my hand up to do something, it's not just for me, it's the influence that I have, the true influence that I have on the people that are observing me. So as much as we take the piss on the show, I would absolutely love to take you up on those. So I think I would love to take you up on the, those offers and, uh, and and get better because I know it will ultimately help my family and that's what means the most to me. So awesome. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Don. That's, that's
2: again, I'll go on another, I could go on another rant with that. That's it's so important you know if you're your best everyone around you it's like giving everyone around you permission to be their best it's it's mate that's that's the best way to do it that's the best way to change and impact people's lives is to be your best
1: well jt i must admit i wasn't looking for huge change today but i think nance buddy Scratch the surface and, you know, one show and here she is doing a feature with us and now every show, you know what I think what she's up to is when she comes to do the little sections with us on our Giddy Up podcast, I get the feeling it's going to be more around a check-up on how we're going, (laughs) taking her bloody advice. That's what it will be.
0: Well, you know, you've... uh, (laughs) She gives great advice. You got to follow it, right? If you want to get some benefits, so um, spot on, uh, awesome. Well, Nat, thanks so much for giving up some of your time today and joining us on on the show. And uh, we look forward to certainly having you uh, as part of the Giddy Up podcast. Uh, oops, uh, every week. So. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll learn to get the right buttons and press it and close it and all that sort of stuff. And
1: <laughs> hey, JT, did you push record today? No, no, I did. It's Just all under control, mate. We are
0: recording, and uh, everything is <laughs> under control. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there we go.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Dan. You rock. We'll see you on the Giddy Up podcast.
0: Thanks, Thanks Dan. Love you.